Last weekend, I spoke with you about how we're starting a new liturgical year uh, and that our lectionary cycle, the readings we hear of are from year B, and it will feature prominently the Gospel of Mark. And I said that Mark is the shortest of the four Gospels. But Mark packs an awful lot in, in a very few words, and I think the very first line of his Gospel is a beautiful illustration of that. The very first line of Mark's gospel, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The beginning. When else have we heard about the beginning in the Bible? Well, you go to Genesis, the very first book in the Bible, and the very first line in the first chapter of Genesis is in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth. And it seems to be that what Mark is signaling to us here, this is a new beginning. This is a new creation, what's happening. This, this gospel that he's going to share with us, it, it's, going to, it, it's like starting all over again. Now, the next word, the gospel And we're kind of used to knowing the gospel. We hear gospel, we think of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But remember, with with Mark, he was the very first gospel written, from what scholars can tell us. And that word gospel, it means glad tidings or good news. And for the people of Mark's community, they, they would have been familiar with Isaiah when the prophet Isaiah spoke in that way. And that was uh, from Isaiah chapter 40. Go up unto a high mountain, Zion, herald of glad tidings. Cry out at the top of your voice, Jerusalem, herald of good news. And what is the glad tidings and good news? It says, here is your God. Okay? And so... This gospel that Mark is speaking of, this glad tidings, this good news, is here is your God, here in Jesus, Jesus Christ. Now, what about the name Jesus? What do we know about that? It's the Greek form of the Hebrew name Joshua. And Joshua, when we're the main Joshua we think of, is Joshua who led the people uh, from the desert into the promised land. And and the, the name of Joshua, it means Yahweh saves, God saves. So isn't that an appropriate name for Jesus? And then it says, Jesus Christ. Christ means the anointed one. Jesus is the Messiah. The people, the the one who the Jews had eagerly waited for. And here's the thing. We're told right up front, this is who Jesus is. He is the Christ. And then the second thing we hear is the Son of God. But for the people who we're going to hear about in the gospel, they only gradually come to know about Jesus. And that's one of the things in the gospel of Mark especially the, the, 
disciples come across, they're well-meaning, but quite frankly, they can be a bit dim-witted. They just don't get it a lot of the time. And they Jesus has to keep telling them again and again. And so this piece about Jesus being the Messiah, halfway through the gospel, Jesus is asking the disciples, who do others say that I am? And then he asks them, who do you say that I am? Well, Peter is having a good day, and he does say it. He says, Jesus, you are the Messiah, okay, which is great. Right after that, he messes up again, but that's okay. The Son of God, though, it's not until Jesus' death on the cross. That is when the centurion, who's facing him, saw how he breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. We don't really know who Jesus is until his death on the cross. And so what you have here is you have um, Peter, a Jew, and the centurion, a Gentile. They're the ones who at last figure out what we know right from the beginning. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it's this wonderful sense of with Jew and Gentile, that's a sense of the whole world is meant to know Jesus in this way. And throughout the Gospel of of Mark, you'll keep hearing them say, who is this? Who can do this? Who is this? Well, we know who it is. But we, as we listen, it's our opportunity to encounter Jesus at a deeper and deeper level. You know, I've been a priest for 35 years, and what that means is, as I said, the lectionary is on a three-year cycle. So this is the 12th cycle for me with the Gospel of Mark. And I want to tell you, every time there's something new that is revealed. That's the beautiful thing about encountering Jesus, Jesus in the Scriptures. You can always learn more. You can always deepen that encounter with the Lord. One of the first people that we meet in the Gospel of Mark, well, the first person is John the Baptist, okay? Now, John the Baptist, I have to admit, when I hear about John the Baptist, I'm always kind of curious about his food choices. What, what does John the Baptist eat? What, is it, what do we hear? Locust. Yeah, grasshoppers, right? Grasshoppers and honey. The honey part sounds all right, but I'm guessing none of you here had breakfast this morning of locust. Maybe you had the honey. I don't know. And, and maybe that's what people living in the desert eat. Could be. I don't know. But I do know that I think those words are meant to indicate something to us. Where else in the Bible do we hear about locust? The plagues, yeah. You remember when the people of Israel, Moses is saying, okay, you know, I'm ready to take the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, out of this land of slavery, into the promised land. Pharaoh, his heart keeps hardening. Remember that? And so God has to keep sending these plagues to get Pharaoh to loosen up and let my people go. And one of the plagues are the locusts. So the locusts stand in for that time of slavery for the people. All right? What about honey? Where have you heard about honey in the Bible? That's the promised land, isn't it? I'm going to lead you to a land of overflowing with milk and honey. Okay? And 
to get there from the land of slavery to the land of milk and honey, um, the, the people of Israel passed through the Red Sea, and then Joshua, who Jesus, that's his namesake, where does Joshua lead the people over the Jordan River into the promised land, right? Where is John the Baptist baptizing people? The Jordan River. It's kind of making sense here, isn't it? This is all pointing us. John the Baptist is the one who prepares the way for Jesus. And Mark allows even the words and learning about John to help us see that Jesus is the one who leads us from the land of slavery and of sin into the promised land, into to, to what God wants for us, a place of justice and peace and love and compassion and mercy. That's the journey, okay? And it says that John proclaims a baptism of repentance, that word repentance, it certainly means letting go of our sins, doesn't it? Uh, anything that holds us back from loving God and others. Repentance also has that meaning of, it comes from the Greek, metanoia. It means to go beyond the mind you have. It means uh, to go beyond the mind you have, that sense of open your hearts, open our, our, our understanding of who Jesus is, who, who Jesus wants to be for each one of us. We encounter the Lord every time we come to Mass, in his word, in the, in the Eucharist, in the presence. Jesus says, wherever two or three are gathered in my name. But the, listening to this Gospel of Mark throughout this year, I hope that this will be an opportunity as we hear about the different characters in Mark, the different things that Jesus says, that we will deepen our understanding of who is it that we are encountering, that we will come to know better, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That is good news. That is glad tidings.